This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Uh, here today to talk about that draft from yesterday, that first round that excited us. I'm putting a timestamp on every one of these things so you know when we're recording this. It's 5.30 on the 29th, and we're looking back at day one of the draft before day two is happening. One of the guys who was with me on day one is going to be in the watch party again for day two, uh, gracing us with a big board and a lot of excellent commentary, uh, is Jason Smith. Jason, how you doing, buddy? Doing really well, Ken, and here we go. We're getting ready. I'm glad you time-stamped it. Getting ready, excited for round two. Yeah, it's uh, you know this will probably come out sometime in the middle of the week, and and you know in terms of of the topic of the day, which is how do the Ravens use Kyle Hamilton? It will still be appropriate, but people want to know you know relative to draft time, and we'll say other things about the draft and with round two, round three coming up, and or day three coming up. Uh, you know, how will that play out? But uh, very excited about Hamilton. Uh, outstanding value pick. Does not directly fill a need for the Ravens, but you always need a high-value player. And really, the need for Kyle Hamilton, something I'm sure we'll get into, is the flexibility that allows this defense to play. So need, no, but bonus, big-time bonus. So uh, if you felt like the Ravens needed to expand what they were doing defensively, I think that Kyle Hamilton is a need from that uh, perspective. Yeah, he, he should he should provide that uh, in spades. And we're going to talk about a number of ways in which Kyle Hamilton can help your football team. Uh, but let, let's start with 
you know, where the Ravens were starting with, and, and a couple of points I, I need to make. We're starting with a new defensive coordinator. For a guy who analyzes defensive snaps, who plays, what packages, what, what alignments they're going in week after week like I do, it's going to be like opening a set of Christmas presents. We won't get to that. And it's a big stack of Christmas presents, too, by the way. We won't get to all that during the preseason because he'll keep it all under wraps. They'll play very standardized packages. Yeah, sure, you'll see the normal nickel, quarter, dime kind of thing. I'm sorry, you'll see nickel, dime, and the, and the standard defense. Probably will not see any quarter in the preseason just because they'd like to get all the players some reps and you don't want to go with a whole bunch of four safety alignments. But we'll see you know, a basic set of packages, and, and uh, we won't get the full, full uh, Monty until week one. For sure. And, you know, I think that that could be extended into the regular season, especially see how the schedule goes. But um, it's not uncommon for coaches to kind of unwrap more and more, especially it being a new defensive coordinator, the players being new to it. So, Ken, I don't even think it's opening day. I think week eight, you're going to get a surprise. Week 10, you're going to get a surprise. And it's just going to be a joy to watch how this defense evolves if it's playing well of course if it's not playing well that kind of changes things but i expect it to be a, a good defense this year much better yeah that should it should be exciting and hamilton will play a big part in how this defense evolves during the regular season we look back to the 2019 team and the 18 team and how roman was able to unfold an offense you know kind of a a, a little bit at a time showed new element of game plan week after week and uh wink very adaptable both in game and and between games in terms of game plan. Uh, I've never given enough credit for that, honestly, in this town, but uh, but very, very adaptable, high-scheme coordinator uh, who, who I frankly loved. I think as a younger guy, my guess is McDonald is going to want to come in and, and, and play lots of scheme elements for this defense right away. I would think so. And, you know, I was perusing, perusing Twitter and trying to find some Kyle Hamilton uh, if, or excuse me, some Mike McDonald information, how he would use, how it pertains to Kyle Hamilton. And I saw a lot of press quarters being brought up multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be a great package. The more, you know, I let that sink in with how our personnel would, would apply. I mean, you could have Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams playing kind of a split safety, go mm-hmm. four across with Marlon, Marcus, uh, Brandon Stevens can all press. You have Chuck Clark in there. Uh, covering in that spot. And if you look at that and allow them to press and be aggressive like the Ravens like to do with the safety net of two guys who could play single high safety in the back of that, uh, great instincts for both Marcus Williams and, you know, Kyle Hamilton. That's one of his people talk about intelligence. You know, to mm-hmm. me, that was a code word for he's got great eyes and instincts. It's not just intelligence. I mean, maybe he studies film like a monster and we'll get to know all that. But I mean, he does react pre react. It's not reactive. It's it's proactive the way he reads the field. It's it's much quicker. He plays much quicker than that forty times. So don't, really, don't be worried about his range. There will be times, I'm sure, when his speed may get him into trouble. But uh, but he he reacts very quickly. Reads the play well. He he trusts his reads. Good poker player. That's one thing they do. They trust their reads. That's right. And they and they, and they play their reads. And uh, and the ultimate one was Reed himself <laughs> in terms yeah. of uh, uh, the other spelling of that. But anyway. Uh, before we get completely into Kyle Hamilton, we've got we've got a set we've got we've got a uh, uh, a defense in place already that includes Chuck Clark, and I think how this impacts Chuck Clark 
is going to be one of the interesting questions. Um, you know, there are people who are saying just just throw Chuck Clark in the garbage. That's ridiculous, folks. That's it. first of all, it's not going to happen. Chuck Clark's one of the Ravens' better defenders. He wears their green dot. He's central to organizing the defense. I I would guess if I had to you know put money one way or the other that um, Clark plays every snap in 2022 that he's healthy for. I agree. I think 2023 may be a different story, but 2022, yes. And it's 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 a luxury for the Ravens to be able to incorporate Hamilton in that way. And just on Chuck Clark himself, I mean, he's under contract for two more years at a, a very very reasonable right. I was going to say reasonable cheap cheap rate for a guy that does so much for the team. So, I mean, even if you decided, I don't even think they're they're going to move on from Clark next year. There's just no reason to if he's sitting on your cap for like four or five million. Why? Why? Why do that to a guy that knows your defense in and out and you can count on? So as far as maybe extending Clark or something like that, I can see where people would be coming from. But Chuck Clark will have a major role on this team, I expect, really, for the next two years. Like you're saying, playing every snap probably this year again. I I can see it. I mean, even with the unknown of Hamilton, I, I would lean that way, too, Ken. Yeah, just just betting my money that way. You sounds like you're you're a, It's more than fifty percent likely if he's healthy. That's the way you'd you'd see it going. Uh, yes. I, 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 in in the case of of Hamilton and what he brings, I love the point you just made about you know this gives them an opportunity to layer in responsibilities for Hamilton. I think they did a good job with Adafi Owe last year of having him pick up additional things, and that's stretching into this year because this year Adafi Owe is going to have to play some Sam linebacker for the Ravens. In if you go back to uh, uh, Hamilton now for a second, he can start with just about anywhere you want him to start. If you only want him on the back end and dime, you can start him right there. If and the Ravens are going to play a lot of dime this year, we'll get to that as we as we go on. But uh, you know, one of the things that comes out of the Hamilton pick and the fact that they have three safeties they're going to have in the field is there has to be a loser between one of two positions. Slot corner could get reduced snaps if they play big nickel and get their third safety on the field that way. Or inside linebacker is the much more likely position to lose more snaps to the safety, uh, usually in dime packages with three safeties and three corners on the field. I think the Ravens are going to lean towards the dime package coming in earlier and more often. We may see it on second and eight. We may see it on uh, third and three or more kind of things. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of dime and quarter packages. I do have to make a distinction before let you respond to that. And then I need to make a distinction between the dime and the and quarter and quarters. Yes. Yeah, so just overall, Ken, I think it's going to be a bigger defense uh, or, or having a bigger secondary is going to allow us. I think it's going to come out of the linebacker spot. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, you have Tony Jefferson, very comfortable in the box. Chuck Clark, very comfortable in the box. Kyle Hamilton, I saw him move everywhere. Um, just a quick aside, I asked Michael Crawford, hey, Mike, how do you think we're going to use Kyle Hamilton? And he's like, well, how can't we use him? So that's, you know, perfect description from MC there, uh, one of our people we love. And uh, I, I think that, you know, Marcus Williams, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure he has some versatility to his game, too. So, yes, more reliance on safeties, less reliant on linebackers and Ken. From being on this show so much, you know what kind of joy that brings me, and I know that brings you joy as well. Yeah, well, you, you've heard me talk about it for years, that's for certain. And you go back to the 2019 Ravens, a lot of this was lead-based. 
game situation based, but they played over 40% dime, about 42% dime, actually. Uh, they played 17% last year, according to Minor Kimes. I didn't actually check that against my own records. Uh, in the in the rest of the Martindale era, you know, 28 or 30% might have been normal. So uh, I think we're go- we're going to be we're going to be looking at probably the most dime the Ravens have ever played this year would be the, I would, I would estimate it for being in the forties. I think they'll do it more commonly. I think they'll do it in a broader set of situations. And I think the Ravens have a chance to be leading in a lot of games where they just go exclusively to dime in the second half, say, and say, you know, we dare you go ahead. You're going to run the ball, go run the ball for a few yards. We're otherwise going to, going to stop the pass. And I think the Ravens can also take advantage of one dimensional tight tight ends. Mm -hmm. If the if the opposing team has a, a a tight end that's just basically a glorified wide receiver, you know we're not going to have to change personnel. We can stick Kyle Hamilton on him uh, if he's a high level receiving tight end, or maybe Chuck Clark or Brandon Stevens if he's a mid level tight end. Actually, I think Brandon Stevens has the capability to cover any tight end. He might be our main guy in that area. I just. I just see his size, and that's the type of, of uh, targets that I think that he would handle really well. So, Ken, I think we're going to go, quote-unquote, light, lighter than we need to uh, in all those. And by light, I mean, you know, not having a linebacker, uh, having safety in place of a linebacker is what I meant to say there. Right. I, and, and I agree. I think that's, that's the uh, – it's a trend we'll see more of. And the other side is, is in big nickel. And effectively, the Ravens have played that against 12 personnel sometimes, not always, but sometimes against 12 personnel. I think it becomes an all always against See, 12 personnel this year. I'm happy to yeah. hear you say that, Ken. That's mm-hmm. that was my main thought after we got off the air last night and I tried to get some rest because it's going to be a long next couple of days. <laughs> but yes, Ken, I mean, if you're looking at you're playing the Cleveland Browns and they have, uh, you know, Apologize for not knowing the roster, but say Austin Hooper and David Njoku, uh, they had young Harrison Bryant there last year. They're always loaded up on tight ends, and they bring in two of them. We don't have to come with a, a base defense for that. We don't need three linebackers on the field, four linebackers on the field, uh, five linebackers, that race car package. We, we don't need to do all that well, kind of stuff. Might use that. <laughs> they might, might use that instead of big guys, but the, mm-hmm. the safety – Our safeties are just combo linebackers. They're all really tough. They're all good tacklers. I mean, it's it's a strength. And then, Ken, just to think about what else he does to this defense, maybe I'll throw it to you on this. We have a bunch of guys that can play in the box, but we also have two true free safeties, Mm -hmm. not one of these guys who can play free safety, two guys who specialize in playing free safety. So the versatility in that room is unbelievable. Yeah, I, th- I think it's tremendous. In fact, I'd include Clark in the group as well. But the ability to rotate coverages for this team is going to be incredible. So they can they can you know bring somebody down into the box as a robber and still have a great single high safety that they that they rotate to out of a out of a too high look. Uh, they can they can do all sorts of things to mess up coverage. One of the things that they that. Uh, this is, this wouldn't be an often used things, but Rex Ryan did is when Dwan Landry was a rookie and had five interceptions in 2006, he would come right up and play opposite a wide receiver and they use an outside corner blitz. And in fact, Samari roll, uh, sacked, uh, Michael Vick that year in the game. Okay. So, so you know, you see these really weird things and the ability to do some very strange things that, uh, that create opportunity. Uh, I think on the back end, I think uh, there's an 
awesome opportunity to create turnovers. The Ravens can be turnover focused in terms of really going after them in the middle of the field. I think a lot of that's going to take the middle of the field away from quarterbacks in the division in a way they have just picked on the Ravens there yes. uh, for the last few years. Yes, it, it, it can be a night and day difference and something mm-hmm. that really helps turn this defense around because, as you said, you know, especially with two cornerbacks on the outside like Marla, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, the defense would be a natural place for defenses to attack. The completion percentage, obviously, the closer you get to the quarterback, is usually higher, safer, shorter routes instead of downfield routes. So being able to improve on that and just talking about Hamilton, I mean, he started as a freshman, it looks like. He played three years. Mm -hmm. Um, He's only 21 years old. And when you talk about his production, I, I think people are sleeping on that because he had 13 games played as a freshman, only one start. He had four interceptions, one start. Uh, the next year, uh, one interception in 11 games, the COVID year. And then last year, three interceptions, seven games played. So add it all up, it was eight interceptions, seven and a half tackles for losses, uh, tackles for loss in 31 fumbles, games. Fumble recoveries? Yes, I didn't track that, Ken, so I apologize on that. I just the, – the tackles for loss and the, the interceptions jumped out at me. So, okay. yeah, no, the those college are, reference. Those are, I'm bringing it up right now. So uh, Still looking for his first sack. I, I heard him mention that in a press conference. Harbaugh joked about it. We're going to get you your first sack very soon. Oh, so. for sure. So, yes. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things and, – and we haven't talked about this yet, but especially if you bring him up and press on anybody in the slot. So, your big nickel, you got him on a tight end and you press – uh, that's an opportunity to to get him to rush the passer there. Uh, you disrupt the route first, rush the passer. Somebody else goes in, picks up the coverage, makes it difficult, and uh, and all of a sudden you got a sack. And I, I think what he'll do as a pass rusher should be something really special. Derwin James, by the way, is a rookie. He's all pro rookie season. Uh, you know that gave me heartache the whole year. Oh mercy! Uh, yes, <laughs> yes uh, was uh, was a case of him being a great edge rusher effectively for the Chargers that year. I mean, he had great guys to work off. He had Osa, Obosa and Ingram that he was working outside. But anytime you can bring in a second edge that can rush B or C, I mean, he can, he can either go outside or inside uh, the guy and you, you, you create opportunity by fanning that, that offensive tackle wide. Um, you just have something that's very special. And, uh, and I, I don't think he had zero sacks at Notre Dame. So, I'm projecting something that I'm that is more about his frame and his speed and his aggressiveness and ability to tackle down all those things. But I think he's going to I think he's going to be a force in the pass rush. And I think that'll happen this year, not later. It's funny you just made me think of Devin Lloyd. Part of the reason I was so high on him is you know I, I didn't want to box him into a inside linebacker non value position because of his versatility. Hamilton's a better version, in my opinion, of that. I mean, there's a reason he was considered top prospect if you just go for grading and and not need based or positional value Kyle Hamilton was at the top of you know just about near the top of everybody's board um so yes and you know we're we're 15 minutes or so in Ken and we haven't mentioned his the length that he brings at the position oh yeah uh, which is just really really special when you're talking about a free safety who is also 64220 33-inch arms, which is offensive line-like, um, and, and, he, and he plays and he shows that. Uh, his range to tip passes, uh, there was some stat out there that I saw about 
how many times, how often he was able to get a, a digit, uh, hand, fingertip on the mm-hmm. ball, uh, all that kind of stuff. Like it, it just any kind of statistic, whether it's a, a hard stat or an advanced stat, it just they all flow in his favor. Um, and uh, yes, the 40 time, I think, is misleading. He is a very quick player. I had him officially as a four, five, nine. Not sure what you're showing so that he cleaned up that four, seven. He ran at the uh, combine where he was where he was all over the uh, the map. And so actually that, the combine, he was at four fifty nine. His pro day was four seventy two. OK, yeah. so I had him switch. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I see a four, five, uh, nine pure speed guy like Ed Reed was, but just better. In, you know, the instincts are better than most guys who run four, five, nine. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's enormous vertical. He, he does a whole lot of things that are that are very explosive in terms of, of the obvious talents. But he, you're talking about his his length. I think one of the things, first of all, it helps on any contested catch. So if he's downfield, that ball's all underthrown. He doesn't have the same fear and the need to pass interfere and all that. I mean, if he's in the area, he's got an enormous PD radius or INT radius, the way that wide receivers have a catch radius. It's going to be larger than pretty much any receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, or at least as good as the very best receivers in the league. Let's put it that way. Especially when you add it to a six four height, right? That's what I'm saying. And right. added 38 inch vertical, and and you know, yes. you're, you're, and and his arm length as well, which is the other other part of that. So you you have a guy who's on contested throws is going to should be a knockout guy. But where I really love this is this defense seems to be born to play cover three. And here's here's how I look at it. If you if you have two on two on the on the front side of your cover three, and then you have three back, and it's a four man rush, not a five man rush, because you could obviously you could have either. Um, your your underneath guy on on one side, if that's Hamilton on the inside, say uh, initially pressing or maybe not even pressing, just being off against a, 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 a tight end slightly, he creates an enormous. Uh, Statue is not the right word because it doesn't it doesn't get but but enormous fear factor for the opposing quarterback to get the ball over and and when they do and they realize they have to get the ball over like they have to get it over a tall edge rusher almost um, that creates incredible opportunity for people who feed off the extra split seconds available to them like Marcus Peters and you know he sees the play coming hey, you know Marcus Peters is going to feast by the fact that Kyle Hamilton is on this defense and Marcus Williams I mean yes yeah, Marcus and, and with, with Marcus Williams yeah. you know I know it's a Hamilton show but yeah to, to escalate that point that you know even Marlon if Marlon's a little more conscious and we saw it after he got um you know had a tough time with Chase he had the interception at the end of the game uh against Jamar Chase where it was like Chase beat him up so much that he actually was changing the way he was playing I saw it he was trying to go for the ball he was looking for that ball because he's like if not I can't bat down once Chase gets his hands on it, it's over. That seemed like what it was happening. And the other point I wanted to make, and you're talking about how it affects the corners, but if Kyle Hamilton is on a tight end, like you see a lot of linebackers or, or you know strong safeties, his body control, flexibility, all of that is superior to linebackers that you see, even the oh, high-level sure. ones. He can twist, contort, reach. Uh, you see him toe tap at the sideline. It shows up in different ways. But when you're talking about uh, a quarterback targeting a big tight end over the middle, one of the advantages they have is that the guy that they're guarding him 
uh, you know, the tight end has the advantage as far as high catching, the, the ability as a receiver, all that kind of stuff. But Kyle Hamilton is a true safety. So he's built like a linebacker, but he's has true safety skills, which is just going to make him a nightmare. Uh, if you want to put him up against Travis Kelsey or something like that, he's going to be one of the better options in the NFL to, to uh, you know, try to do the best he can against a player like that. Yeah, lots of lots of ability to press. Certainly, uh, he's a first contact player. You know, at his kind of length, you 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 have that ability. That's you can right. do it to you can do it to a player in the slot if you need to. I I don't honestly. I I kind of like the idea of lining him up over over a slot receiver, even a quicker one, and just getting a hard jam on the guy and rushing the quarterback. Hmm. I, I I I like that a lot in terms of it's it'll it'll delay him in terms of getting to the quarterback, but it'll also disrupt the route and somebody else can pick it up at that point. Uh, with a receiver who's who's you know knocked a little bit off his line, uh, I, I, I just I, I am I'm enamored with all the way this is. So we talked about pass rush, we talked about you know rotating coverages in the secondary and what they can do there. Um, I, I wouldn't really spend too much time talking about what he'll do in the box per se because I don't think that's his place in this defense. I think that could, that Clark having been the great dime previously in 2019, I think it makes sense for him to go back there. Um, you know, if if you needed Hamilton to be the guy who jumps in when you do an outside blitz, I don't think that's impossible. It's probably not the not the not the ideal use of him, but it is a it is a potential use of him. Uh, to, to to get him up close enough that you still get a shot at the receiver uh, within a few yards of, of the line of scrimmage. But uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to three and four safety looks this year. Jonas uh, Schaefer, I think, asked the question of Harbaugh, "How about four safety looks this year?" Given you know Tony yeah. Jefferson is around, I think, and and he said, "Sure, why not? Why not?" I, I, well, I I don't think he's really gone all the way down that road yet. It's pretty clear, but but it seems like a natural for this team given their personnel. Yeah, it was Carball's way of saying, hey, man, we can do anything we want. We can do anything we want. It wasn't a serious, you know, he had a big smile on his face when he said, hey, why not? You know, and uh, I agree with that. And then, you know, Ken just broadening out the safety room now with Geno Stone as well, a guy yeah. that uh, might get lost in the shuffle. But uh, if something happens to Hamilton or Marcus Williams during the season, the Ravens will not have to change what they're what they've been doing up until that point, because Geno also has the instincts and the ability to play on the back end too. So um, all the way around, just a well-rounded safety group that's going to shine this year. Yeah, great point there. Uh, because you really, if you're going to play a lot of four safety alignments, you really need five to make four on your roster because you can't take the chance that somebody goes down and then all of a sudden you can't play a defense that has been successful for you. And you know there there are ways to go to the street and get a safety, but it's probably not going to be anybody of Geno Stone's quality, particularly as you get later in the year. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who can help you on special teams. And, you know, I, what I like about the Ravens safeties this year, uh, more than just to the top three guys, is that the next two guys are key special, core special teams players who are also have a place to play on defense. And while Levine was that at one point, he's not that now. He's obviously he's retiring, but he's not that now. Um, and, and also Richards was not that. Richards was a great special teams player who was not a guy you really wanted on the defensive side. And uh, Ken, I remember you talking about that last year, that eventually we're going to need, we can't carry anybody who's strictly there yeah. for special teams. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Anthony Levine. What a career, what a mm -hmm. place he came from. Congratulations to him, a credit for him that he's in the front office. But, you know, on the field at this at this point, it really does open things up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, Levine. Every everybody who's listening to my podcast understands how much I love Anthony Levine, the player, and I love the dime defense and whatnot. What he brought to that over the years, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, in fact, really sad for Levine that he played here during the Dean Pease years, where they went a five-year stretch of playing only three percent dime. I remember you saying that his, before. You're his, right. His career was wasted. I mean, it's, it's like it's 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 kind of like some wide receivers like are concerned about getting the football. Anthony Levine wasn't even getting snaps, and he and he, I, you know then we finally see what he can do in 2018, and he's a monster. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But a happy day, great pick. Um, you know, and my commentary, just you know, I guess final commentary is how it affects us. Is uh, we have Kyle Hamilton, we have Linderbaum in the fold now. So day two, day three, it'll be really interesting to see what other positions we address because we look pretty good in the secondary. I would like to add a quicker uh, guy in the secondary, Kayvon Seymour. Uh, uh, yes, a cornerback specifically. Uh, Kayvon Seymour, six foot. Uh, Brandon Stevens, obviously a big guy. Mar- Marcus and Marlon have size. So I would like to see an Averitt type uh, guy that can match up on the Nicole Hartmans or the the either really fast or really quick guys. Not saying that others can't do it, but if somebody goes down, that that would be the type of player I'd like to round out the room with. Yeah, I, it, me as well. And and I I don't think a double divot corner would be either unwarranted or unexpected uh, for the remainder of the draft, given that the, all the picks they have. Uh, you know, they still have what eight picks to go, right? In this draft, six. No, they got two nine picks to go, right? Six fours, one yeah. six, a two, and a three. We gave up one, and then we, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's still eight picks to go, Ken. Six picks in round four, one and three, one and one two. And that's eight, and one and six is nine. Nine. Okay, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this, this would be very exciting. Yeah, the, the one the extra pick they picked up was going twenty three to twenty five. They picked up an extra four. I was confused with the giving up pick one hundred in there in the yeah. uh, Hollywood Brown trade. So yeah, still plenty of time. So I'm very excited about this and, and a double David corner. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, uh, I have a lot of guys I like, but we're going to talk about that on the show tonight. Uh, you, you'll be hearing this after, so it doesn't help me to promo that show right now. But if you missed our show, if you missed any of our draft shows, go back online, take a watch. They're broken up into one hour chunks so people can, can, can listen to them or watch them as they like. And, uh, we've got a lot of guys having fun talking about football, Got a great group of people watching the draft with us, asking some great questions. We're going to get to more of those uh, tonight, we promise. And uh, uh, I really appreciate the big board and the trade analysis and all the stuff the uh, you know folks like uh, Jason and uh, Alec are bringing into this. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to, to analyze all that with you guys. I'm hoping my big board holds up self- selfishly because, uh, man, day I, one, man. I, nailed, I nailed it day one, Ken. I, I looked around and I had a couple of people DM me saying, oh, you did better than this guy and that guy and other analysts. So the big board ended up holding range. up. Yes, Miss Cole Strange, but I wasn't alone on that. I would, I would, uh, you know, that was the only one. And uh, of course, Andrew Booth is hanging up there on my board right now with that medical tag. So, not sure what's going on with him, but uh, just a, it was a good day. Our board, our whole show, um, yeah. but it wasn't, uh, you know, it was more than a lot more than me is what I was trying to get at. It was just a, a wonderful time. Got a little passionate in there at the end too, Ken. Oh yeah, there we go. We're 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 talking about uh, Linderbaum and whatnot, and that definitely gets some emotions flowing. But I uh, tell you what, uh, Jason, tell people where they can talk football with you online. Sure, huddle it up, films. 
uh, both on, on Twitter and YouTube. YouTube is where you'll find a lot of Ravens videos, stuff to keep you busy throughout the summer. And, of course, we'll be on that channel. Ken will be coming on with me uh, this summer probably a couple of times, just talking some ball and what to look forward to coming into training camp. Looking forward to it, Jason. Anytime you know, I'll, I'll also be calling you up at uh, at will pretty much to, to talk football. But uh, thank you for being a friend of the show. Other folks out there, if you're interested in coming on Film Study for a Film Study short, we've got a lot of opportunity. Uh, if you have even a, a, a topic that might take more than one episode, happy to do that. This is the perfect time of year to get into that stuff. Uh, take our time. Post-draft topics are fine. Also, other topics, franchise building, your own analysis, whatever it might be. Love to hear from you. DM me on Twitter. They're always open there. Jason, thanks again. Can't thank you enough for coming on again on short notice here. Thank you, Ken. Football's family, my brother. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.